Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Uh, good morning, Dr. Samgen. Thank you so much for joining us on Better Together. Good morning, Dombi. Thank you so much for having me. So we're talking all things mental health this morning. Um, can you please tell us the types of mental health conditions that we have? I'm sure there's many. There are many conditions, and I'll highlight the commonest ones. Firstly, good morning to the listeners as well. Um, so the commonest we have are worldwide where that affects the world. I will many people worldwide as mood disorders. For example, depression, which affects 600 million people worldwide. Oh, my goodness. We also have bipolar disorder and schizoaffective disorder. And that is all in the category of mood disorders. We also then have psychotic disorders, for example, schizophrenia. And then also anxiety disorders, which are also quite common um, worldwide. We have generalized anxiety disorder, which has split up more with this time of COVID-19 as well. There's also eating disorders, substance use mm. disorders, and also personality disorders, just to name a few conditions. There's a variety of them. Yeah. Now, you have bi- you have bipolar disorder, right? Can you please tell, tell someone who perhaps is hearing about bipolar for the very first time, or even those people that make fun of people with uh, bipolar disorder, what? What is this condition? Bipolar disorder is a type of a mental illness that is a mood disorder. Uh-huh. So to put things as simply as possible, we have depression, which is commonly known, yeah. which then shows the lows that people have. Euthania is, an equal, is, a, is a balanced mood. And then with bipolar disorder, you have extremes of mood. So you can get a very severe depression uh-huh. and then you can have the manic symptoms. So it exists in a spectrum, of course. And um, with bipolar disorder, what makes it different to depression is that you have the manic symptoms, which include your irritability. There'll be increased goal-directed activity, pacing around. There'll be difference in changes of behaviors. Uh, and there's a variety of changes um, that uh, your vegetation features as well. Mm. Let's unpack the importance of having conversations around mental health conditions in order to break the stigma. I can imagine, um, you know, as a doctor and someone finding out that you've got a bipolar disorder, do people shy away from coming to you? Or what happens, especially dealing with the, the stigma of having a bipolar disorder? Don't be, I've lived with bipolar disorder for twice the time that I've lived my life as a medical doctor. Sure. I was diagnosed at the age of 14 years old, so that's what's more familiar to me than what it is being mm. a doctor. And yes, you're correct, stigma is a reality, but in my, I believe that the best form of advocacy is self-advocacy, mm. and the best form of activism is self-activism. And that is why I decided to use my story to come forward, to break the stereotype that people have of somebody living with a mental illness. What does a person living with a mental look mental illness look like. Mm. There's still a stereotype of what that person is through religious stigma, cultural stigma, and social stigma. But when I overcame self-stigma, I feel that the rest ceased to matter because I was able to take charge of my own narrative, which is I which is what I believe is critical, that people living with mental illnesses should be at the fore of this conversation because it's empowering. I also think the environment is so important, Dr. Samke, especially when someone gets diagnosed with a mental health disorder like yourself. Um, you know, how, how then... Do we, as the family, the community, rally around these individuals to support them? I believe one of the most critical things uh, is something that's not necessarily academically taught, which is empathy, compassion, and kindness. Uh I believe that that is very critical, but also very important is psychoeducation. People need to be schooled and educated about it. And when I say schooled, I'm not talking about going into a class and learning about it, but just to empower ourselves with knowledge. There are organizations that teach about this, such as the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. There's Lifeline. There are many organizations Mm. that are 
very generous in sharing knowledge. So it's important for us to empower ourselves with knowledge and understanding to understand the life of somebody living with a mental illness, but also people to live with mental illness to also understand the journey themselves because not everybody can afford the health care, but there are resources which are readily available and are cost-free. What support structure did you have before and after being diagnosed with bipolar disorder? Uh, before I was diagnosed, like I'm saying, I was very young when I was diagnosed. I'm fortunate and grateful for that, that I have parents who are very proactive in intervening mm. and seeking the help that was necessary for me. So the love and support of my family has been critical um, in helping me get the help that I need. And then um, the help, I'm, 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 I'm an well-oiled machine, so to speak. The help of my psychiatrist is critical. My psychologist, yeah. when I had a, a, re, a severe relapse, I also needed my occupational therapist, which are very integral. I mean, it's necessary as well. Other people will require social workers as well. Yes. It's a multi, multidisciplinary team approach that helps and aids somebody to remain well. And also the other aspects that relate to that things that are, that are non-pharmacological or requiring treatment such as exercise. Those are very important things in helping us remain well. So it's a holistic approach to uh, mental wellness. Dr. Samke, people still throw around terms like, you know, I'm depressed or, you know, I suffer from, I've got anxiety. I'm so, uh, you know, I've got anxiety, I've got anxiety. Or someone would make fun of someone and say, hey, bipolar. But, but mm. then uh, what mm. are some of the signs that we actually should look out for that may indicate that one might be suffering from a mental health condition even before being diagnosed? What is key is to note that there will be changes in thoughts behavior and perception uh-huh. so there's different criteria for different conditions that will set that must be satisfied in order to say that this person has depression this person has anxiety the duration of change of behavior so something is deviating from their norm if i was able to complete the task in an hour and that very same task is now taking me three hours mm. so that's an impairment in my concentration that will alert me that you know there's something that's not fine if my mood if i'm crying more often than usual so it's one thing to feel down because something is appropriate yeah. and in keeping with what's happening around me. But if I'm not crying every single day for a good two weeks, so that will alert and make me make one think, could I could this person mm. be showing signs of depression? So various conditions have a symptom cluster that must be satisfied to say. But one of the most important things is to also know yourself. Like you said, a person might not have a diagnosis, but sometimes you don't have to wait till they have a diagnosis. If you're deviating from your norm and you're struggling to cope, it's important to reach out for the necessary support structures and not to self-diagnose because yeah. we are professional to assist and there is support to help with these difficult emotions. Please take us through your book and the inspiration behind it. I'm actually quite excited about the fact that you you did this. You did it. Yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I released my book. It's called Reflections of a Convoluted Mind, yeah. A Journey with My Mental Illness. And there's a play on the words because how does a convoluted mind reflect? Mm. How does somebody who's perceived to be insane you know, yeah. uh, be somebody that reflects. So I played on those words because there's such a stereotype of what what are you capable of? And I'm here to say you can thrive with the mental illness with yes. the right intervention. You can live a productive and fruitful life. And I wanted to humanize the journey of somebody living with a mental illness. I wanted people's loved ones to understand the journey of somebody and people who are curious to understand what is the story about mental illness? Because mm. this word has been flying around a lot, but not everybody understands. So mm. in reading my story, I want people to understand what the symptoms are like. Like, what is it like being in an internal world of somebody living with a mental illness, with the depression aspect, with suicidality? So it was, it was very 
very difficult to write, but I felt it was necessary. And please direct us to your social media handles so that people can get to know you a little bit better and also ask you questions that maybe perhaps I did not get to ask uh, during this interview. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. So it's two Instagram pages, at Sisters for Mental Health, that's one name, Mm -hmm. and at underscore vocal mentality at underscore vocal mentality so the, the one is my personal page where in my advocacy journey my personal advocacy journey in mental health the second one is the organizational one which is a non-profit that i deal with but both are pages that i'm very deeply involved with oh thank you so much for your time dr samge and i can't wait to get my hands on your book i'll make sure you get it it's such a pleasure thank you to everybody that listened oh fantastic radio 2000 podcast